To all who come to our happy place, welcome to the No Guilt Disney podcast, where we have no guilt about our love for all things Disney. We are three Marvel fangirls this week. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. (laughs) Probably don't know as much about the topic at hand, um, but we know a lot of things about Disney, and that's why we're here, and we're okay with it. Totally okay yep. with it. For yep. sure. And technically, we are four. Four Marvel fangirls this week. So we we'll get to are. that in a minute. That's um, right. We brought in a ringer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Teresa, and you can find me on Twitter at Gertie the Dino. I'm Jane, and you can find me on Instagram at Real Mousewife WDW. Hey, y'all. I'm Patty Holiday from NoGuiltDisney.com and no Guilt travel which is a travel agency that specializes in disney and universal vacations and you can find me on all socials at no guilt life and our special guest today is nicole confetti fans cannons everywhere because we're so excited um nicole is coming to us from california which is where she lives and she is going to tell us all about the day one experience of Avengers Campus. And if you guys know anything about us, Jane, Nicole, uh, Teresa, myself, like this, we're all super excited about Marvel. And the fact that there's now a permanent home for these superheroes on the West Coast makes it the best coast, which, you know, we've always said that anyway. Um, (laughs) But we are so excited uh, to have this firsthand account. And the reason Nicole is here is because she is probably one of the biggest geeks I know. And that is completely said with all the love in my nerdy little heart. (laughs) And she knows it. Uh, So, Nicole, tell us a little bit about yourself and who you were with uh, for your experience so that we get the players down. And then we're just going to kind of like walk through and ask questions. I know uh, Jane has a trip on the books. I have a trip half on the books. Um, Teresa doesn't think she's going to get out there for like another year, which is also why she's willing to listen to spoilers. So um, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions and um, get all the details for Avengers Campus. So uh, go ahead and tell us first who you are and why you went. So my name's Nicole and I'm a huge geek. It's uh, genetic on my mom's side. And um, I cosplay as Black Widow. I've been an MCU fan since the beginning and... So I always say Star Wars is my first love, but the MCU has my heart. So when I found out, um, I think it was back in 2017, that they were going to open an Avengers campus. Like I was stalking the internet for dates, times, spoilers, everything. And, um, you know, fast forward to this year and find out. Yes, we get it finally this year. <laughs> and um, I lucked out um, when Disneyland opened their uh, tickets and reservation systems. It wasn't the smoothest of operations, but uh, by the powers of Odin and Marvel and all things Stanley, I managed to get uh, first thing in the morning a ticket and a reservation for June 4th opening day at Avengers Campus to get into DCA. So look, I think you're also not admitting that you've got some super skills with all your Run Disney training because let's face it, (laughs) you have been 
Yes. Run Disney (laughs) and those cues and those fast sellouts, like we've all learned. And so I just kind of have this like in my gut. I'm like, y'all, if you want in on this, then you needed to have been 2013 era Run Disney, okay? (laughs) Because (laughs) you've got to have, you know, the plan. You've got to be the fast fingers. You've got to like know all the tricks of Disney IT to snag these things. Um, And that's actually how we all know Nicole, actually. I (laughs) have you, Teresa, have you ever met Nicole? I don't know if you've met her in person ever. No, we met in the few minutes before this recording started. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's my thought. Um, but Jane and I met Nicole over the years through Ren Disney. And, and um, yeah, and I've, I've always admired Nicole's costumes on and off the course. And we've had some D23 experiences together. And her Black Widow, y'all. Y'all, her Black Widow <laughs> was so good. Disney wouldn't let her into the park as Black Widow because they said, you look too much like her. Like, yeah, that's they actually good. clocked me in the line. Um, which is fine. I, I actually, um, I had a my red Black Widow wig that I used for cosplay. And I was wearing a uh, black jacket uh, that had a Quinjet logo that I actually had found. Um, somebody had taken pictures um, from Stage 17, which is where um, all the shopping, the big shopping area was for Avengers Campus, particularly for the cast members. And I saw it said... Quinjet division, California with the Quinjet in the middle. And I went, I need that on a jacket. So I made myself a jacket, uh, wore some leggings and boots. And they were like, we love all this. This is fabulous. But you can't go into the park like that because (laughs) that's will be very confused. So I uh, tore off my wig, threw it back in the car and was able to get into Avengers Campus just fine. So that was fine. Yeah, Yeah, that was, it was fine. But yeah, she sent me a picture and I was like, ah, you look so amazing. But they're not going to let you in, Nicole. And she was like, no, they're not. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so Nicole went and you went with your mom. You went with Katie. Yes, we have, we had one chance. This is our one time to go to uh, Disneyland or DCA specifically. And uh, I went with my mom who on her birthday, uh, ended up with a stress fracture training for a marathon. And, um, fortunately she's doing okay. And, but she was like, okay, if I am bedridden and homebound for like the rest of the year, this is the one day I need to be able to walk around and do things. So, uh, she, she did fine. She did a great, you know, she had a cane with her and, uh, her legs feeling fine. So we're good. But yeah, she's, she's a huge Marvel fan too. I mean, like she was literally, you know, binge watching all the movies prior to the uh, us going on Friday and, you know, wearing a full on Iron Man, you know, love outfit. Um, so, yeah, it was the two of us in line at 430 in the morning, ready to geek out at all things Marvel. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And she looked great. Oh, she always looks great. She's so, oh, she's she's so, so cute. cutest. Oh, she's so cute. Just the cutest little mama you guys have ever seen. <laughs> uh, we love Katie. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so you guys, you snagged the, the important things. You snagged the reservation and a theme park ticket for that day. Uh, yes. Did you have any inclination like in advance? Uh, or were you just literally lucky that you knew that this was like the time and place to get online? Like, did you think that it was going to sell this quickly on that date? Oh, I totally did. I was shocked that I was able to get it. And I think I just, like I said, I got that magic run Disney window training um, <laughs> because so many of my other friends didn't get in until like, I'm talking like 12 hours later. Um, oh. I literally got mine 
and then left my house to go get my first um, vaccination shot. So I was like, this is a very good day. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought I'd be shut out. I was I was gutted because I thought I would be shut out. And to, to see that, I mean, I double checked my reservation. I don't know. I think once a day for like two straight weeks, just to make sure that it was like, it is June 4th, right? It does say June 4th and we're going to DCA because I was so just, this is happening. Oh my gosh, this is happening. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. I would have done the same thing. Like just to double check and to triple check and to a gazillionth check to make sure that, uh, well, you know, one of my friends actually thought he had made a reservation for the fourth showed up yesterday or showed up on Friday and they can't get boarding passes, can't figure out why. And he had accidentally clicked the ninth. So Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's why I always double check everything because <laughs> I was like, I'm not taking any chances. So I'll be right back. I'm going to check my uh, park passes. For uh, my uh, trip. I was going to say, <laughs> Jane, check yours. Like, there you go. That's the heads up, Jane. Make sure that you're in there. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so, and and you're not. I mean, you've did you do opening day for Galaxy? No, I the only um, I had gone to Disney uh, uh, Downtown Disney once last year um, just to walk around and whatnot, and they had opened one of Vista Street just that little bit. And I did mm-hmm. the last day of Touch of Disney. So that was my only Disney experience since COVID, since all the restrictions and everything shut down. So I had no idea uh, really what I was walking into this uh, on Friday of kind of how mobile ordering was going to go. You know, how did security go? Um, I, I, you know, done my research on the Internet, but that only takes you so far. So um, this was literally me kind of figuring it out as I went. Unfortunately, it worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got there early, you parked, you got in line where, and I saw these pictures of the lines and I didn't want to ask you because I was, I was going to text you and be like, oh my gosh, please tell me like (laughs) you guys are up front in this line and not like way in the back, which when you kindly sent me your mission report, I saw you, <laughs> you, you guys scored it. Like you, it was worth yeah. giving up the sleep again, run Disney training. I'm telling you guys, it I'm, all comes I'm, down you, to run Disney right? training. It, it really does. My mom kept saying that. She's like, it's just like the races. It's just like the races. And I'm like, <laughs> We've trained for this for a decade. We're good. That's right. That's right. You're all set. So you guys got up early, you parked and, um, and, and you went and you got in line and you were only what, about a hundred people back. You thought, well, yeah, it's hard to tell with the social distancing. And I thought that the line, when we first got in line, it um, there were already like two lines and then we were in the third one. And I thought, oh, okay, they're snaking us around. And I'm like, this still isn't terrible. Like, you know, maybe 200 people in front of us, you know, you have to take into the social distancing account. But um, I thought this still isn't bad. And then I realized a little while later that, no, they'd actually created three separate lines. It didn't snake around yet because they were all going to put us through um, various sections of one tent for the temperature screening. So rather than having to wait for the other two lines to go, we all would go at the same time, which was wonderful. Uh, okay. um, yeah. So no, we really lucked out with that. Um, and we lucked out getting there. Um I, I realized that we had four chances um, in my mind to get into Avengers campus. We either got there first thing in the morning and walked into the campus. Uh, we got a boarding pass at 7 a.m. and were able to get in with that, you know, whatever boarding group we got. Uh, if we didn't get 7 a.m., we would aim for noon 
and hopefully get a boarding pass then. And worst case scenario, the fourth option would be to just stand in line um, in the standby queue and hopefully walk in sometime that day. Um, and I'm I'm an early bird. I'd rather be I'd rather be early and wait than be late. Um, so my feeling was if I'm going to have to wait, I'd rather wait before I got into the park. And that ended up being the best option. Um, because we literally walked in at like, I think it was, I don't know, eight Oh five, eight ten. We walked into Avengers campus. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Awesome. So <laughs> tips for anybody who's looking to go, especially in these next couple of days, next couple of weeks, like it could chill out. Jane, by the time you get there, I will be curious to know what the status is. Um, and how things change uh, by then, because I have yeah. a feeling yeah. that a day one experience is going to be vastly different than a July experience, right? So, I well, and be- particularly, yeah, particularly these past couple of days, we're seeing them change how they're uh, how they're uh, doing things at Avengers Campus, like, um, you know, based on that first day. So, I think you're going to see a lot of things change, and particularly when California opens on the fifteenth. Uh, um, that's going to make a big difference inside the campus as well, because that ended up being a little bit of an issue in terms of the social distancing and crowding uh, factor. But oh, I guess that's true. They're going to, yeah, that's going to factor in that some of the, the rules are being lifted June 15th. Yeah. And then also out-of-state visitors are going to be able to come too. So and yeah, things are, things are changing. So yeah. we'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of just like, watch you know social media and keep an eye on it because it, it's it's constantly changing and evolving as everything in the state and the world is constantly changing and evolving but um yeah i parked at the anaheim hotel which is my new favorite spot to park at um it is literally right across the street um and kind of kitty corner from the security gate um so it's maybe a block i think you have to cross like two you know intersections and that's it um, it's a great hotel. I've never stayed there, but, um, I have been there very early and the front desk people are very nice, particularly that early in the morning. Um, there's usually coupons that you can get for all day parking. Um, I think, uh, mice chat or somebody has one for like 10, you know, it's $10 or whatnot. Um, and they have bathrooms. So it's a really good place to stop, uh, before you get in line. Um, and it's great at the end of the day, too, because you're right there. You don't have to go very far. Um, and they're you're open speaking early. speaking my love language with the right? talk. Yes. I know that. They, <laughs> that's uh, no, that's like, exactly what I thought. <laughs> well, when I ran back, um, I, we got in line at 4.30. And about, I think it was about 5.30 is when they asked me to remove my wig. And I ran back, you know, took my wig off, fixed my makeup, you know, hit the restroom because I can and, you know, got back in line and it was like, well, that's nice because we are moving till you know, seven or eight. So um, definitely hit that up if you park there. Um, but I also know Garden Walk is right behind the Anaheim Hotel. I haven't parked there, but I've heard very, very good things. And again, it's not very far. So um, it's a really great place, uh, particularly because the Mickey and Friends parking structure doesn't open till later in the, the morning. Um, so you can lose a lot of valuable time if you want to be into the park early, just trying to get into the parking structure. And then you, uh, the trams aren't running, so you have to walk the length of um, the tram route to get into the parks. So it's definitely uh, worth parking um, on Harbor Side if you can. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about timeline here. We've talked about getting there early, where to go to a park. 
Um, <laughs> don't look too much like a character because that's <laughs> going to cause you some problems. Um, but but definitely dress up. Definitely, but definitely dress up. up. Yeah, I noticed that there was a lot of fun fandoms going on um, in what I could see on social media and what they shared as well. So it was very exciting to see all of that. I'm like, yay, nerds. I'm so yes. excited, you guys. <laughs> yes. Well, we actually met um, our line buddy was uh, Bethany was dressed head to toe in all things Captain America, both Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. Oh, and I love that. Yeah. You got to love it. She had ears. She had earrings. Even her phone was decked out, like everything. And so we got to talking and um, that ended up being a lot of um, what happened throughout the day is, you know, everybody's wearing their, you know, favorite Marvel attire. And so you get chatting with people. And because of that, we ended up exchanging tips and information, you know, that, hey, did you know this? Or, hey, I heard about that. And and so it really made for a... Uh, 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 helpful day, but also just, you know, fun. You're, you're talking to fellow fans. So definitely if you have Marvel, you know, stuff that makes you happy, wear it, wear it. Well, um, I counted before I got on this podcast because I had a minute and I thought, Oh, maybe I'll do a little more shopping before my trip. And I have, um, 13 Marvel outfits for a four day trip. Yay! <laughs> And I was like, you probably don't need anything else. And then I just disregarded that and then went shopping oh, yeah. again anyway. <laughs> you you can never have enough Marvel in your wardrobe. I think I could wear something Marvel every day for about four months. Um, See, you, could, was- you can change and you can wear something. So wear something on the attraction, wear something when yes. you're going to eat. You have you <laughs> you use really all can. of your options. You can theme yourself based on the specific spot in the land that you're yes. going to. I think that's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> You what, could do layers? nothing but, yeah, arrows layers, of Marvel. Layers are your friends. So just wear a good, <laughs> you know, tank top underneath and then yep. whip off one shirt and put on another and take another picture. It's all good. Right. It's and so good. many yeah. of them have like red and blue. It's a red and blue color scheme. There's a lot you can do there. <laughs> like, same accessories, yes. different shirt. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, um, I had already decided that I was getting a uh, locker every day that I was there because I was like, oh, if I bounce back and forth between the parks, of course, I have to retheme my outfit because, yes. you know, I don't want to I don't want to be rude. And um, <laughs> now I think I'm just going to like leave a suitcase probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's fine. It's uh, so fine. tips about the lockers right now as of as of June 6th, I think it is. Um the only lockers are, that are open are the ones that are in the Esplanade. They have not opened yet the lockers inside the parks. So just FYI, I think, again, know. things will change, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that's something to remember because then you have to leave the park to get to your locker. And that can be an issue getting back in depending on how busy it is that day. Got it. Tell me about, since we're going to look um, – uh, since we're going to um, kind of kind of going in timeline here, I mean, I know we've yeah. already made it into the park, but we're going to back it up just a little bit to Absolutely. go to that other very important thing, which was um, web slingers. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So give me a basic rundown, because I have not done a lot of research on this, and I know Jane, it has probably, because that's who she is. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your, <laughs> what what got y'all in? Like, what do you think were the keys? I have seen uh, folks saying basically, fast, newest phone is fastest phone. So 
If you're yes in a group, no. you need somebody. <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say, you possibly need to make sure somebody in your group with quick fingers also has like a fast phone because that could make the matter. I mean, this, this thing sold out like in a second, maybe two. Like, I mean, it was just, gone. yes, it was. I'm also logging on now to like buy a new phone. So I mean, okay, let, yes. let me just know how okay. far I'm going. <laughs> okay. So tell her the make and model of the phone that worked. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting enough, my mom and I have the identical phone. She bought hers literally, I think three months after I bought mine and we have the Moto Z and, um, I have a friend who is, we call her the Jedi Master because this is a woman who consistently gets boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance in like, oh, she'll be boarding group four, you know, like she's slacking if she gets boarding group 10, you oh know, that type of thing. She is that fast. Okay. And um, so uh, I had done Rise twice. And the first time we got boarding group 186 and managed to ride uh, the second time we did some tricks and that got us boarding group 18. Uh, so that's what we did for uh, web slingers. And my, my tips and tricks for that are you want to go to time.gov. That is the world clock. And that is going to be your best friend because it turns out my phone is 10 seconds too slow. My mom's phone, couple seconds faster than mine. But again, they're still slower than the world clock. So my mom brought her iPad and we literally had that set up in front of us um, with the giant countdown to 7, <laughs> 7 a.m. And at 6.59.59, and again, there's, there's people who will tell you, yes, refresh or do this or click that. I refreshed, she refreshed, our line buddy refreshed. Um, my line buddy got 24. I got shut out because I actually had to re refresh twice. Um, and then when it came back up, it says, oh, there's an error. But there was an error because Katie, my mom, ended up having uh, getting us into right, uh, Web Slinger. She got us boarding passes and we got group 35. Um, okay. So that is the key is just to be so. Oh, and the other key. Aha. Uh, do not use Disney's Wi-Fi. Um I can't use cellular on my phone for whatever reason. It tells me I have no internet. So I brought my own. I have a little uh, Verizon MiFi jetpack that um, mm -hmm. I took with me. And all three of us were using that to get on. Um, and that gives you just that little extra because you, so many other people are on the Disney Wi-Fi that it tends to bog down. So if you can use your own Wi-Fi, it gives you just, again, those milliseconds count. Oh, for sure. For sure. It, it was definitely something that I was watching people and they were so angry online because they were, you know, a, a, a second, mm -hmm. literally a second, you know, they were like, there's yeah. no way that I didn't get this. And I'm like, oh yeah. Or, and they even said, some of them were saying, I've always been able to get rise. Why didn't I get this? And well, sure. You got rise when it wasn't COVID maybe. I mean, just a thought is like, there's just well, and it, when it wasn't day one, and it wasn't like if day it's right, day, day one, right. everybody who's there is specifically there to try and get that. <laughs> Absolutely. Like yeah, there's exactly. probably not a single phone in that area that wasn't hitting web slingers. Right. Where, right. There is a group now, next to us. Some of y'all, like if you were going back next week, you may not care. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and there was a group, literally, like, the line next to us that there was 10 of them all trying to get, you know, so there's 10 people trying on the same Wi-Fi 
you know, somebody's uh-huh, going to get in. That, right. d- that still bogs down the system a little bit. So, um, I mean, you definitely have more chances if you're, you know, you've got people with quick fingers and, you know, fast phones and stuff. But um, it's just one of those, like, you have to be stupid fast and give yourself every advantage that you can. Um, watch got all it. the YouTubes, read all the, you know, the blog, you know, reports, all of that stuff. Um, see what people do. And, you know, that's it. And it's just a matter of being fast. You know, uh, it's wonderful, though, that um, you're not shut out at seven. You still have noon to try again, which is such a game changer because um, I, I know so many people uh, before they started doing that would come out to rise and they miss their birding group and there goes their day. So you do have another opportunity at noon. Don't panic. You know, it, it is possible. I knew a lot of friends who missed the 7 a.m. cutoff but got in at noon. So um, just be mindful of that, that yeah, you have I two opportunities. Yeah, I saw reports of that. Yeah. yeah, I saw some reports of that, that, that the noon that, you know, they did, were shut out first thing in the morning, like super fast, but mm-hmm. they were able to get in at noon. And so I, I, I think like Teresa's, to Teresa's point is day one, every single person. We're all there. We're there for the opening. Radius was yeah, probably right. trying. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly because you don't, unlike, hmm, you don't have to be in the park anymore. Unlike Rise used to be, you can be anywhere. My friends were at home when they, they tried for their boarding pass. You know, right. and it's like, oh, you know, it does. You have it's a different kind of atmosphere now. So, well, and my guess is that they're going to be a little more conservative with that first drop, just waiting to yeah. see like how it goes and how long it's going to take to cycle people through. So, I would imagine that it probably is a little more limited for that first drop than compared to rises right now because it's been it's been around for a little while. And yeah, they kind of have they, a sense of how quickly they'll cycle people through. So, I think exactly. maybe like. As time goes on, there might be a little bit more at that earlier drop, and then later on in the day, you know, I think I think that balance will shift a little bit. Well, and again, so, it goes um, it sorry, goes back I to the social distancing. Yeah, yeah. What's your question? So, um, I know like rise is similar here to what you guys have out there with the two times where the boarding groups drop, mm-hmm. but. Is it, I want to make sure that I understand it correctly because my God, I feel so new going out to Disneyland like this. Like, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, But isn't it, is it true that it doesn't matter which park you're, you choose for your first park if you're on a park hopper that like, even if I had Disneyland for that day, I can still try for the 12 o'clock web slingers. I can't try for 7 a.m., but I could try for the 12 o'clock web slingers. Correct. So, um, and this is my understanding. I personally haven't done this because uh, we had actually bought a park hopper, um, for Friday and then never park hopped because of Katie's leg and also not wanting to leave a vendor's campus. But so we, our original park was DCA. So we were able to get, um, to access boarding groups at 7am. Um, my friend who had a park hopper and started in Disneyland, um, you have to be logged, you have to be through a gate at one point. Like you have to have used your tickets to be in the parks by noon so that they know you're on property. Um, but she was able at Disneyland at noon to try and get a, a boarding pass for Rise. I mean, for, sorry, Web Slingers. It's been Rise for a year. Um, for Web Slingers. She didn't make it. She wasn't fast enough. But um, yes, you, once you, you're you with your power copper and stuff at noon, you're able to go get that boarding pass. If that's okay. sort of clear. 
I'm hoping that some of it like wears off and that maybe what I'm thinking is maybe during the week when I'm there, it might be a little bit easier. (laughs) You know what? It all depends. Because not as many people maybe are at the parks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got summer coming up, so it is going to be busier, particularly, um, like I said, California is supposed to open restrictions on the 15th. So it could be better. It could be worse. I don't know. Um, But it's just one of those, like, just at least you have two chances to try this. um, If you have that first uh, park being uh, DCA, if not, then you have the one chance at noon, but you still have a chance. And um, I have friends who, who have said that the noon boarding pass is a little bit easier to get because you've had everybody who was trying in the morning, basically, you know, they can't get another boarding pass. So it, it tends to be, you know, you have like an extra second maybe <laughs> to get it. Right. Um, but it is slightly easier to get one. And so I also heard, and um, I saw at least one account of this. And obviously we know that like things change every 10 seconds with mm-hmm. Disney. So you can't get both. You can't get Rise and Web Singers unless if you get either ride at the 7 a.m. And if the boarding group has already been called and you've already tapped in before the 12 o'clock drop, then you can try again. But if not, you can't try again. So you can never hold a boarding group for both of them at the same time. But there was um, like, there was somebody had that his whole party, they had tapped in for web slingers by like 1130. And at 12 o'clock, they were able to get rise. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll keep that open or, or how that'll work. But um, no, um, I'm that, that seems people to be... move on to rise. <laughs> yeah, no, that that actually seems to to um, to work. I, I, I saw some, a couple people that were able to do that. So basically, you can't have two boarding passes at the same time um, for obvious reasons. If you can't go on rise and then you're taking, a, you know, you're forfeiting your one for web slingers or vice versa that somebody else could have used. Um, so but yeah, in, in theory, if you get one in the morning and use it before noon, you can try for the other one, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for like for us, when we go, like we have no desire to do rise because it's exactly the same as here and we ride it all yeah. the time out here. So we're like, right. you know, that's all well and good. Like, I'm very happy that I mean, it's a fantastic ride. It's it's one of my favorites. So like, I'll always say that. But I mean, if I'm flying all the way across the country, it's going to be yeah. web singers all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're going to want to do the thing that you can't do otherwise. You know, um, and Web yes. Slingers is is so much fun. Um, when are you going, Jane? What day? Um, I am there July 14th to the 18th. Okay. So, um, and this is where, like I said, the, the COVID restrictions are going to be a game changer, um, I think, for not just the, I mean, not just Avengers Campus, but the parks, because right now you can't queue up inside. And... I was a little dis. I know we can't do that for for health and safety reasons, so I understand that. But um, it was a little bit uh, disappointing because there are things in the ride in the queue that you're rushed through because they're just trying to get you onto the attraction, as opposed to when the inside fills up with people, um, you get that leisurely time to kind of you know take a look, check out the Easter eggs and stuff. So when you guys get to go. Um, you know, particularly if uh, hopefully things will change after the 15th. Um, 
I'm hoping for you that you get to do that because there, there's definitely some stuff in there that's going to be really fun to see that, you know, we were running past almost, you know, because they're just trying to get everybody through as fast as possible. So everybody can ride it throughout the day. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how things change. And especially since like once everything opens and then I'm going a month later. So like a lot can change in a month. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that some of the things are changed uh, before I get there. But if not, I mean, we know we're going to have a fantastic time regardless. Well, and it's all about your your attitude and your perspective, too. Because, like, when we found out my mom had a, a stress fracture, I mean, we didn't know if we would even be able to get into the, you know, she would be able to walk the park. And we ended up sitting for a, a large section of the day. And that's that's one of the downsides to Avengers Campus um, is that seating and space is at a premium. So uh, um, for a large part of the day, we ended up basically hanging onto a bench or hanging onto a table because if you left it, you didn't know when you would get another chance to sit down, you know, at a table, particularly if you're, you have a tray full of food or you're eating something that you can't eat just with one hand or something, or you need a knife and fork and whatnot. So that became, um, that became a bit of an issue. So again, if they open up, you know, uh, social distancing isn't, you know, um, they, they minimize the social distancing. That means they can put more tables, more chairs. There's more places to, you know, sit and stuff so that um, it makes that a little easier for everybody. And you're not kind of stalking, you know, a, a place just in the shade and whatnot. Right. And then so, like you said, like with food. So tell us about the mobile ordering process and (laughs) yeah so again I hadn't been to the parks other than touch of Disney um I haven't been to the parks since they've opened so I knew everything was mobile ordered I've heard horror stories about mobile ordering when I had gone to touch of Disney we had a fantastic time we didn't have any problems with mobile ordering things move uh, very smoothly very quickly I didn't have to wait for hours for food like um some people have um so when we got into Avengers Campus, it was literally, I don't know, I think, like I said, 8.05, 8.10. It was very, very early. And um, we kind of had the intention of they serve breakfast at both Pim's Kitchen and the Shawarma Palace cart has a, a like breakfast shawarma. So we were like, oh, great. We'll, we'll take some pictures in the opening and then we'll go see what we can do for breakfast. And we hadn't been in. Uh, we hadn't been in Avengers Campus more than five minutes when uh, Bethany, our line buddy, had checked the mobile order and she went, oh, my gosh, the earliest that I can get Pim's test kitchen is three o'clock. And it was eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Everything else had been booked up. Um, so breakfast wasn't an option at all. Um, so I have heard that. And I don't know how true this is. I, I literally just heard this this afternoon. But at 7 a.m. when you can do a boarding pass is apparently when you can start to mobile order. Um, and again, this gets tricky because technically um, you can't access that food. If you mobile order for Avengers Campus and you are not in Avengers Campus, they will not let you, they will not grant you access to go get that food. So you forfeit your mobile order. Um, but problem is is that if you wait until you get into Avengers campus you might get shut out of getting food 
So there's kind of this tricky balance of, you know, do you order and then cancel if you can't get into a Ventures campus right away or, you know, order, you know, further in the day. I don't quite know what the the magic, you know, kind of answer is for that because, um, like I said, we I lucked out getting a shawarma um, uh, time at 1:40, and that was the earliest that we could eat. And there's they're not they weren't that we knew of doing um, walk-ups. It turned out that yes, they actually uh, sometime in the afternoon allowed for uh, a standby wait at Pim's Test Kitchen. Um, but they would actually cut that line off if it started getting too long. And the couple that we had talked to who had done it, they waited two hours just to go order food. Um, so that became a really big issue because there we are at eight o'clock in the morning and we don't eat till one forty. That's a long time. Um, particularly because there weren't any drink carts or anything in the main area of Avengers Campus. You had to go um, past the HQ over to Guardians of the Galaxy, which we didn't know. They actually had um, like snack and drink carts over there. But we were so, you know, excited about the brand new stuff. We didn't think to go th- that far, you know, over to the kind of the old stuff as we were um, until later in the, in the morning. Now, one of the things that I did see is they have changed the shawarma situation. It is now off of the mobile ordering. It is only oh. up. Okay, and that's, that's good. Yeah. So I think that first day they took into account as to yeah. what happened. And I and I got to give it to people. Like I would have done the same thing. If I was far back in the line, I would have like used my thinking cap of, hey, if I get a mobile order and I put it in, they have to let me go through to get my mobile order, right? It seems like a reasonable, you know, As, you request, know a reasonable a- request, right? And But of course, Disney's like, ha you're cute, but no. Um, and so I appreciate also that that is now, like they've tweaked that a little bit so that, you know, now hopefully that word gets out there and people aren't hogging up or taking or trying to work the system um, to get in. But I'll admit, I totally would have tried to work the system. I mean, that's... Well, in all fairness, too, that that actually ended up becoming an issue because you had a bunch of people who had mobile ordered. So those of us who were in the campus got shut out if you weren't doing it at eight o'clock in the morning. But we'd also heard that first day about halfway through the day, they were letting people who were outside the campus who had a mobile order Mm. in because otherwise, no, but there were there wasn't food for anybody. So um, it was a. The, the first day was not handled as well as it could have been. Um, so there were a lot of a lot of bugs they are working out. And obviously, if, if they're doing walk-ups for shawarma, um, when I when we were there on uh, Friday, um, there's two shawarma carts. There's one by Guardians of the Galaxy, which is called uh, Shawarma Palace 2. Um, and then the main shawarma palace cart is over by the Sanctum. And uh, the main uh, shawarma palace was only mobile order. You couldn't get anything from there if unless you had mobile ordered from them ahead of time. The shawarma palace too, they weren't uh, selling foods, but you could do walk up for drinks and also the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet, which is only sold at the shawarma palace carts. So that was kind of good I to know. Absolutely, plan on purchasing. It's fabulous and it lights up. Oh my God, it's amazing. I I saw it on somebody's arm and I'm like, first of all, I thought about like 37 different ways I need to take pictures with it, all of which (laughs) are absolutely ridiculous. And then um, like one of my best friends is coming with me and she is also wanting to purchase it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to have two infinity gauntlets, which by the way, then resulted in us being like, we probably should bring an extra suitcase because they're ginormous. How are we going to get home? They are very big. 
They're yeah, very big. So we're bringing an extra suitcase for the gauntlets because yes. that's logical. Um, but I no, just no. love them. <laughs> a little tip. Um, so I have, um, it's this little foldable um, uh, sack called a Chico bag. And it like, it has a little like pouch that you like shove the bag into and you can, it has a carabiner, you can clip it to your purse. I cannot recommend bringing one of these enough because that gauntlet is massive and it is not something that you're going to want to have on your arm all day, particularly when it is hot. Um, it gets a little sweaty. So it's nice to have, and it's, it, it'll fit in a big backpack, but it was nice to have, um, there's just these lightweight tote bags that are like, I don't know, they're like parachute material or something. They're super lightweight, um, but they pack up really, really well, very small. Um, but you can throw those and they fit two with, um, oh, we had other stuff in there too. So I could fit two infinity gauntlets in there, uh, quite comfortably. And, um, that was very, very helpful throughout the day. Um, once we, we obtain those also check, um, towards the afternoon, the, um, snack and drink carts, um, over by guardian started selling very quietly the infinity gauntlet, uh, the Iron Man infinity gauntlet. Um, and it was one of those where, um, my friend was a cast member and they weren't selling them when she went and I, I messaged her and I said, Hey, I think I can snag out another one. Do you want it? And she said, yes. And, Pretty much the minute that I walked away with it, I turned around and there was a line of like 30 people deep because word had gotten out. Oh, hey, we can grab one. So um, if you can't get to a shawarma cart, double check those little ice cream and snack carts because they might have a few hidden gems that they're not advertising very loudly for. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I am currently on Amazon purchasing one of those Chico bags. <laughs> yes, I, I, it, I, I have like four of them. I keep one in my purse at all times, um, but it's just, it, they're super lightweight. You can throw them on the wash, but they have saved my butt from carrying things and they're, they're pretty indestructible. So that's, awesome. that's a big tip. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the other thing that I had heard was, in terms of mobile ordering that I think they changed it the day after, because after they saw how that worked out um, <laughs> on opening day. So now you have to be in the land to place an order. Now I had seen two different accounts of this. One said that they tried to place an order outside and it said, no, you're not in the land. So we're sorry, you can't place an order. I don't know whether that's true or not. And then the second one that I saw just had a pop-up that said, please do not place an order unless you're actually physically inside because we're just not going to let you inside. So I guess it's sort yeah. of that, like. Warning. Yeah, we actually had that when we went to go order anything. Anytime you, you looked at a menu, switch screens, whatever that pop-up, it, it actually got very annoying um, for those of us inside the park because it was delaying us um, because now time is of the essence trying to get food. Um, it popped up continuously like, Hey, just a reminder, you can only order food. If you're in the park, we, you know, in campus, we will not let you in if you have a mobile order. Um, so like I said, th that, that was what was happening at eight o'clock in the morning, opening day, obviously things have changed as they're learning and growing. Um, there were a lot of, um, cast members and obviously higher up, um, officials and stuff in the park all day long. Um, taking up uh, space, filming things, watching things. So I think that uh, there were a lot of notes taken on Friday of just how 
things went, you know, and worked out in the park and what was working and what was not. So I think you're going to see a lot of changes over the next even, you know, just the next week or so of how things are, are being done in the campus. Yeah, that makes sense for them to like, you know, you guys are the guinea pigs day one, yeah. you know, yeah. and then they'll adjust and they'll flex and they'll whatever. And that's what, you know, I kind of crack up every time anybody goes to these day one events and then they get super angry and mad that it doesn't work yeah. perfectly. And I'm like, well, it's day one. Like it's, it's a <laughs> lot of people. They, they had an ideal and they had a hope that this would work in this way. And right. you don't know until you test it to find out exactly what happens. And um, like in this case, and, and maybe it would have been different if we didn't have COVID, if this was last summer when it was originally supposed to open up and they were able to do soft openings where they were able to let, you know, some people in and they were able to kind of watch what people are going to and what they were naturally drawn to or where the backups were. But there was no soft openings there. You know, it was like a press event or two, but that was it. You know, there wasn't anything that was really a test like there tends to be. Um, when they yes. typically do these things. So, you know, I mean, I, look, I will always call Disney out if they've messed up and I think they did something wrong. But I felt yeah. like in this case, there's some grace to be given because it's, you know, we're, we're still human, even though we're Disney and we think Disney should be perfect. You know, it's, it's still run by humans. And so, uh, so mistakes were made for sure. Yes. And some situations had to be fixed and had to be changed. Um, but it even looks like, just like I said, glancing over social media over the last couple of days, I've seen some things flexing and changing and moving. So again, by the time, you know, Jane gets there, it may be a very different experience. At least, you know, I hope the bugs are worked out by then. No, absolutely. Like yeah, I don't I mean, regret going opening day because I was there opening day and there's a magic right. to that. It's like going to the, you know, premiere of a, th of a movie and, and all that stuff. Absolutely. There's a, just something yeah, special. That's yeah. right. But, um, but yes, you are the guinea pigs and you have to assume that things are going to break down. And, you know, even though they do cast member previews, it is not the same thing. I mean, the second day um, on Saturday, I, apparently they let something like only 20% of the guests in that they did Friday. So they already learned, hey, we had too many people to start with <laughs> in the campus to begin with. So it's it's going to be one of those things, I think, that by the time you go, a lot of things are going to be a lot smoother and a lot easier to navigate and to access, which is going to be great for you. Okay. Now, as of right now, they don't have like all the entertainment. It's not on a schedule. They don't have anything posted. Um, no. Just like pop-up shows that are happening every whatever, like every 30 minutes or every 15 minutes or whatever. And so there was no rhyme or reason as to what you saw. However, you did get to experience, I saw you that you saw the Spider-Man. I saw the back of Loki. So I saw a couple of character meet and greets. Like yes. you could get a selfie with some of these characters. Um, Spider-Man. Yep. Um, uh, tell me about the, tell me about all the entertainment and like what you thought worked and what, you know, what you liked. So I understand too, that again, we're in COVID times. So not, there are no meet and greets. They're all kind of these selfie things and there's no times. Um, it's all very organic, but, um, so I can appreciate that, you know, people, if you're coming out to see a certain character, you kind of have to just be in the campus and look for them because they're going to pop up everywhere. Um, I do know, I never got to experience the Dr. Strange show. Um, that was one thing that I missed. Um, 
But uh, in talking to other people who had, who were there on Friday, um, you basically had to kind of hang around the entrance and talk to a cast member and they would tell you like, oh, the next show's at, you know, such and such a time, wait here. Um, it's very, very small. They were only letting, I think, 11, like, you know, groups of people in per show. So, and it, the show was about uh -huh. 20, 20. Yeah, 20, 25 minutes, because you had to social distance inside the area. So again, that's something that if you can have a, a packed room as opposed to, you know, something that's six feet apart everywhere, that's going to be a game changer for just having more people being able to experience things. Um, so consequently, because my mom and I were sitting, um, the main area to, to sit uh, that had shade, that had tables and stuff was the Q area by the Hyperion Theater. They've completely decked that out in um, Pim's Test Kitchen and Ant-Man and the Wasp stuff, and it's fantastic, and it's a great place to sit and chill and eat and whatnot, but it's very isolated and off the beaten path. It's literally at the very end of Avengers Campus, so there was a lot of things that we missed simply by sitting there because you really are kind of pushed back away from everything. So because of that, we ended up missing Iron Man, even though we were there from opening to closing. Um, he was there. We just never saw him. Um, but it's actually really cool. I was talking to other people um, as we were watching things because it's it's a very organic. Um, it's not just, oh, we're going to usher this character in for a meet and greet and, and okay, let's line up and take our pictures. And now they're going away. Um, the, the Avengers... HQ, they had characters down at the bottom where you could take selfies and still talk with them. There would like be a little bit of a crowd forming, um, but nothing like crazy. Uh, they have a balcony, the second story balcony, and you'd see, you know, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson was out there waving to the crowd and he'd point at people and he'd see you um, because they have a great vantage point up there of seeing basically the entire campus. Um, and then there were people, there would be people up on the third level with the Quinjet and they would be looking around and you kind of had to, you know, notice that they were there, but you also had a lot of, um, characters that would come out the planters that they have, um, throughout the, the campus are two tiered. So you can sit on a bottom level, but then there's also a second kind of story as it were. And they would have a lot of the characters on that second story, um, particularly like Okoye um, and the Dora Milaje and stuff. So you really could see them um, regardless of where you were. You had a pretty decent vantage point. Um, so they were everywhere. I mean, it was just a matter of being in the right That's time awesome. in the right place. But I, I didn't, they, like I said, Iron Man was the only one I didn't see. And that was, I think we just happened to be sitting at the same time he came out. Um, but we saw everybody um, in different places. Like I saw Loki in the vehicle by Avengers campus. At one point he was on the second story taunting people. Um, and then he was over in a corner, you know, taking pictures. So there are all, there are all sorts of places that there they are. And it's really fun because they just kind of show up and you're like, okay, that's Ant-Man and the Wasp while I'm grabbing shawarma. How about that? So they've always done that. Like, that's what I've loved about DCA and the, that the Marvel characters would literally just be walking. Like I told the story before where, I followed Thor down the street because yeah, I, and he like went and got in line to get a hot dog, and then yes. he turned away because he didn't have any you know anything but Asgardian credits or whatever. But anyway, it was hilarious. Just that they went and stood in line to take a picture with Black Widow, and she was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> it was great. That's great. But, um, 
obviously I know they're not doing like that level of things on opening day because all of you rabid, crazy Marvel fans probably would have, it would just right. be However, I'm so stoked and so excited to see that they had all these characters out. Like every time I saw a new one, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like they're mm-hmm. not fully accessible yet, but they're, they're there. And that made me so happy, but it also kind of, y'all like, why, why is this so different from galaxy's edge where there's um, maybe a chewy sighting, maybe a Ray yeah. sighting, maybe yeah. a random, I mean, it's so wild to me that you just don't get that experience there, but you've always gotten it with the Marvel characters. And I don't know if that's like, you know, bought it, like if we can delve deep dive some other podcast day on the differences between the two fandoms or the differences between the two um, franchises and how they're run. Cause maybe there's like legalese that, you know, Lucasfilm is like, no, we're not going to allow that where Marvel's like, do it. All you want, yeah. bring them out. Who else you want out there? Yeah, we'll get a suit for Sam Wilson. No problem. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. But it's just so wild to me. And I love it because as, you know, Marvel is my thing right now. Um, I I love that these characters are there and they're going to be waiting for me when I get there. Honestly, just just even being out here right now with the, um, like, we don't have as many characters to interact with, even just in a selfie situation. So, like, when I even just watched Disneyland before DCA opened, there were opportunities for selfie character interactions that we don't we don't even have out here. So, for us, like, we were so excited. We were like, oh, my gosh, we might be able to get, like, cute character photos again. Um, so, that was really exciting. And then when I, I've seen all the entertainment and everything – in the campus. I mean, of course I was immediately comparing it to the lack of in galaxy's edge. And, um, but I'm looking forward to, to going and experiencing it. And then, um, you know, I'll come back with opinions because <laughs> I've got plenty of those. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, um, a lot of things, I feel like, uh, they took a look at what happened at galaxy's edge. And, and one of the biggest complaints that I've heard from people from galaxy's edge is that, Hey, where's all the characters? We were supposed to have bounty hunters. We were supposed to have stage shows. We didn't get any of that. And I feel like they listened and changed that for Marvel. So I wonder if, um, I kind of feel like 2021 is the year of Marvel and 2022 is going to be the year of Star Wars with all the new Star Wars shows and and things coming out. Um, So I would be very curious once, um, you know, COVID conditions change and stuff, what kind of shows and things we might get at Galaxy's Edge now? Um, because this feels very successful, or at least it seemed to to me. We got to see um, Okoye and the Dora Milaje. I mean, I saw them at least three times. Um, they were out doing things, interacting with the crowd. The um, There's a fantastic uh, little mm-hmm. stunt show with Black Widow, Black Panther, um, and Taskmaster. Um fighting and there's the Quinjet and people are climbing up walls and rappelling down and um, Stark is talking to, you know, Black Widow at one point and it's, it's fun. It's really fun. And it was one of those, like I I saw it a couple of times and I'm still watching it every single time because it's just fun to see that stuff in your face, you know? Um, So yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see one, how that influences other parts of Disney um, like I said, Galaxy's Edge could go, okay, we like, they like this. Let's, let's, you know, ramp that up or, you know, we're going to, we might see that throughout the parks, which would be fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I like my 
biggest thing about that because um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it while watching TikTok in the middle of the night in the two days that I've been <laughs> staring at this, but no, no big deal. And I think that it's like, and I'm relatively new to Marvel. I only started watching Marvel like, I don't know, three, maybe four years ago. And, but like, we've had time to adjust to these characters. Like, and especially since like those of you that have been in it for, from the very beginning, you know, you've had years to really build those bonds with those characters. So when you bring them out in the park, we already have that attachment. And I think the, uh, one of my challenges with star Wars is, and again, I only started watching star Wars a couple years before Marvel, but the attachment with the star Wars characters is to the old characters, right? It's to Vader and, you know, the stormtroopers and like Luke and right. So it's, it's like, that's what our attachment is to. And then we got a whole world, which don't get me wrong. I love, I love, love, love galaxy's edge, but this is a whole new world for a whole new something. So yeah, you could stick a baby Yoda in there. And as we all know, you put a baby Yoda on it, anything and everybody (laughs) is in love with it. But like, who else are you going to give me? And am I going to have that level of attachment to the same way that like, I'm walking in and Spider-Man is flying over my head and to my Mm -hmm. left is Thor. And then I just saw Loki walking the other way. Like, am I going to have that same thing with, with new characters from star Wars? Cause I don't know that I am. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's actually my biggest hope is that I I appreciate, like, I love galaxy's edge. I I geeked out so hard when I, I went, the first, I don't know, 40 times I went. Um, yeah, right. I, I cried like the first like, oh, yeah. two months I was going there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still get choked up every time I go. It's the Falcon. Um, but I, it, I was kind of surprised that they kept it in such a small timeline. And that's, I think that that's, like I said, I think they learned a lot from Galaxy's Edge. As amazing as Galaxy's Edge is, I think they went, hey, we got to keep Avengers campus more fluid because it needs more room to grow. And I think they did a beautiful job with that because it really feels like you could put any sort of Marvel character in here and it works. They could change out the stage shows. They can change out the dialogue. They can change out. Okay. We know we've got a Spider-Man movie, you know, coming up. Um, They can change, you know, things with that. There's so much here that it's such good bones. I feel like it's small. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It's still bugs land and it's, you know, tiny. There isn't a whole lot to do. Um, but if you want to just go live in the Marvel world for, you know, a while, you have a place to do that. And that's going to grow and change as the, the MCU grows and changes. And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so down and so ready for this uh, whole thing. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut this one into two episodes because we've got so much to talk about and we haven't even like jumped into the food or like oh, more yeah. details on the rides or you know <laughs> we've still got a whole bunch to say. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, everybody, Jane, tell them where they can come and find us and we will have Nicole back on and we're going to wrap it up with the rest of her trip report because you guys don't want to miss out on those (laughs) details. We told you how to get onto Spider-Man, but let's hear a little bit about Spider-Man. Right. Um, And uh, so Jane, where can people find us? 
So if you want to find us, um, ask your questions, whatever, Nicole is with us. You can join us in our Facebook group, which is No Guilt Disney on Facebook, or you can go to your podcast provider and hit subscribe so you make sure you get episode two that will be coming out shortly with Nicole's Avengers Campus Trip Report. And make sure you join us each week on the No Guilt Disney podcast and for part two of Avengers Campus, because as Patty likes to say... It's no fun to fangirl, Marvel alone. Bye, (laughs) y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 